Hey, I'm Mary Yaks of Alice Blogging, and you're listening to the Jazz Spotlight with Yan Ilunga. Episode 54. Welcome to the Jazz Spotlight, the podcast that gives you the insight and tools you need to be in the music industry today. Artists, authors, and top music industry experts give you actionable tips that will help you promote yourself the smart way. Here's your host, Jan Ilunga. Hey everybody, what's up? Yanni Lunga here from the Jet Spotlight Podcast with the 54th episode. And I'm super, super, super pumped about today's podcast episode because it's gonna be amazing. I'm, I'm sure it's gonna be something that it's gonna help many of you because today we're gonna talk about something that not many musicians actually do, but it's something that can really open many doors for you, can really help you get new fans, grow your fan base, and also make money. My guest today is Mary Yach of A-List Blogging, and she comes on the podcast to talk about how you can grow your fan base with the blog and webinars. And when it comes to webinars especially, it's not only about growing your fan base, but webinars are also a great way to sell a product. So let's say, for example, if you have a packaged product where you teach electric guitar, then a webinar would be the perfect channel to use to launch your product to your audience and to to sell it, so to make money. And we're going to hear more from Mary in this great episode. But before that, I want to say thank you to a couple of people who have taken time to help me with some reviews. So today I want to say thank you to Freelancer21, and to, oh man, this is so difficult, and to DSMCMM, so Freelancer21, DSMCMM, thank you so very much for taking the time to leave a review for the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, I really appreciate it, and I want to actually tell you who are listening to the podcast to do the same if you go to thejetspotlet.com slash show you will end up on the iTunes page of the podcast. So I want to ask you for two things. Number one, press the subscribe button so that you will get every single episode on your smartphone or iPad or tablet as soon as it's published. And second, to leave a review there. It's very easy. You can just click write a review. If you've enjoyed the podcast so far, tell others what you've enjoyed and why they should start listening to the podcast. That would not only help others learn more about the podcast, but your review would also help the podcast climb the rankings on iTunes. So if you have enjoyed the podcast so far and you think about a way you could pay it forward, you could give back to me, that would be a great a great way to do so. So if you could spend two minutes to leave a review on iTunes, that would be fantastic. Okay, back to today's episode. Like always, you can find the links to everything Mary and I talk about at thejetspotlight.com slash episode 54. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Here is how to grow your fan base with the blog and webinars with Mary Yach. Have fun. Hey everyone, I'm here for another episode and this this is gonna rock your world because today we're gonna talk about something very specific and about a way you can get new fans, new email subscribers, and you can also monetize. You maybe remember from episode 11 where there was Steve Nixon who talked about how he went for being a jazz pianist to being an online business owner. So how he launched freejetslessons.com is product is digital product where it teaches piano lessons. And if you've been thinking about doing something similar, launching uh, an online course or a digital product, you're going to love this episode. And today we fly all the way to New Zealand. So the first time we go to New Zealand with another great guest and she had been on my radar for quite some time. I finally managed to have her on the podcast. I read a guest post that she wrote on one of my favorite blogs, smartpassiveincome.com, and it was about webinars and how to launch webinars and host webinars the right way 
using Google Hangouts. So let's hear more from my guest, Mary Yach. Hey, Mary, how's it going? Hey, Jan. You know, I suddenly realized something. There's something you don't know about me, which is which is exactly right for for this podcast. And that's that I used to be a musician. You know, I used to be a professional musician. Perfect. Okay, should we change the topic of the conversation? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk. Okay, and what what did you play, or what do you what do you play? So a flautist. I was a professional flautist. Okay. Are you are you still playing sometimes for fun or? No, I never quite made that that transition from professional to amateur. Somehow, you know, I would have had to keep on practicing for four hours a day, and I, I just didn't want to do it. So, but the good thing is for you is that I totally understand about how how this could work for musicians because I'm I'm well attuned to musicians and you know how one could actually work uh, with with other musicians always with customers you know over a distance online that's that's perfect so you couldn't be any any greater guest for this episode then before we dive into the content of the of the episode so we talk about webinars and you're also gonna tell us a couple of tips about blogging so what makes a good blog can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and about your website alistblogging.net yes I have three three websites, three big websites. One is writetodone.com, which is one of the biggest websites for writers on the net. And I first started with another blog, which is called Good Life Zen, which is still going, which is a self-development blog. But what happened was that I just came to blogging totally by accident. <laughs> just because my son said to me, look, mom, I'll make you a website, but you have to write a blog. And I said, a, a what? A what? <laughs> because <laughs> I'd never seen a blog before. I had no idea. <laughs> but so I got stuck in and I studied and I tried and it was just so hard to get all the information together about how actually to make a really good blog and make it grow. And so then I, th I thought, well, I don't want other people to struggle like I've struggled. And so finally I, I started a courses, which are now on alistblogging.net, courses for bloggers to make it really easy, to make it fast, to get a blog together, and so that people actually learn what are the crucial things you have to do to actually create a blog that really works. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know what, at this point, I think that we should definitely uh, switch the, the, or kind of the conversation and continue to talk about blogging for a moment, because, you know, I think it fits perfectly here at this moment. And I think that especially today, especially in, in business and in online marketing, which is a topic I'm really interested in, we, we hear a lot about the importance of having a blog also for businesses. So for companies, but I think that it's some, in some cases, it can also be, uh, it can also be a good thing to have as a musician, especially if you enjoy writing. Because if you guys look at uh, music websites like hypod.com or the do-it-yourself musician blog, Sonic Beats, sometimes you can see guest, uh, guest posts by artists. So by having a, a blog, you can definitely get more more followers and get exposure on those kind of, of music websites. And I think it's a great thing to do. And I also do it sometimes with guest posts uh, from the Jet Spotlight, which gets, you know, a lot of comments, likes, Facebook shares and get traffic to my website, which is a good thing. So, Mary, if some listeners are thinking about starting a blog on their website, what do you think are the couple of things they should start from? Well, the first thing is to think about what you're really good at, because if you don't like writing, that doesn't really matter, because these days you can make a blog just with podcasts, for example, or mm -hmm. you can make it just with videos. You don't actually have to write. If that's difficult for you, don't let that stop you from creating a blog, because really a blog is a name these days for a, a website that you can run yourself where people come, where you gather a kind of a tribe of people who are interested in, in what you're doing. And I think f for musicians, this is a very important thing because for a variety of reasons. First of all, you really want to collect those people that are interested in what you're doing. It doesn't matter what it is. Let's say you're teaching, say, electric guitar or something like that, you know. You want people to gather there who really want, who are hungry for that information and who love you talking about 
uh, what, what you're doing and listening to your riffs or whatever it is, you're, you're teaching them, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think it's a crucial thing, a platform to have for you. And, uh, you know, some people tell me, oh, well, but I could have a Facebook page or I could have something else. But the thing is, it, it's really to do with, with ownership mm-hmm. because you have your own domain, especially, and I, I suggest really for, for your your readers or for your listeners to have a name domain, which in my case, that would be, for example, maryyaksh.com. I mean, I've, you know, my direction is slightly different, but for a musician, that's important, you know, because you want to get your brand up. Anyhow, when you have your, when you buy that domain and build a blog website upon that domain that belongs to you and absolutely nobody can take that away from you whereas facebook you know facebook contains the rules or you've done something on facebook that facebook doesn't like boof your 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 site is gone you know your page is gone that's it doesn't matter how important that was for you because it didn't belong to you it belongs to somebody else so i think it's really really important to have your own bit of virtual real estate. And that's really what happens when you buy a domain and you create a website or a blog. Those are great tips, Mary. And and I totally agree with you about the ownership. It's something that we've talked about before in the past. Maybe, guys, you remember from episode two with Bob Uzinski, where we talked about effective uh, online promotion. He really stressed the importance of having your own domain because, as Mary said, with social media, everything can change. You can be banned or, you know, it can happen like in the case of MySpace where uh, the the company was purchased by new uh, owners and they changed everything. So everyone lost all of their followers. And in case you are thinking about, okay, but how much is this going to cost me? It's very cheap. You can try, for example, there are tons of options. The one I would recommend is the one I use. It's called Bluehost. And you can try it if you go to vjetspotlet.com slash Bluehost. You can try it. I think they have a plan that it's less than $5 per month. So like the price of a couple of cup of coffee. So it's very cheap. And also Mary shared another great tip that it's about the content. You can really diversify. Even even if you're not a a very good writer, you can still have a great blog, you know, with with pictures, with videos, with um, infographics. So that's our awesome advice. And obviously the importance of having a blog is not only in the kind of creation content process, but also the promotion. So what tips do you have in terms of promoting a blog a blog post? What should we do once the blog post is ready? We hit publish the publish button. What is next? I think before that, you need to be prepared for visitors mm-hmm. because a lot of people, they build a blog, they write a blog post, then they go to promote it. And then when people come, they don't stay, they don't subscribe, they, they, they don't hang out there. And so one of the most important things is to look at the usability of your site. It has to be so easy for people to come in to see what this blog is about and then to interact with the blog. And one of the most important things there is, I think, to to have a good tagline. You know, the tagline is like the... The, the line that's underneath your your blog name. So it's it's like your motto, you know? Mm-hmm. And it has to already tell people exactly what they're going to find there. For example, on Good Life Zen, mine is um, practical inspiration for a happier life. Wow. Love it. It, it actually... <laughs> <laughs> It took me a while to find that. I have to say it didn't come instantly. But now I'm happy with that, you know, because it tells people exactly what to expect and the kind of flavor of that blog. And so whatever you do, you have to kind of think very carefully about that tagline so that it really brings people in. It should already offer a benefit. And that's the most important thing. There has to be a benefit for going to your blog. You know, people who come to your blog need to immediately see that there is a benefit for them, not Mm -hmm. for you, but for them. And so I think quite early on, one of the things I would do before you you think about people coming to your blog is really preparing for their visit. And a very simple thing is to actually create something 
to give in return for their email address. Because you want to collect email addresses. This is a very important thing. This is your list, your list of subscribers. But people don't usually give their email address for nothing. You know, if you just say, get updates here, <laughs> well, people don't. <laughs> and so as a musician, of course, you can do that with a, an MP file, MP3 file or something like that. You can you can have a piece of music or you can have a, a mini little mini course. I mean, going back to, say, electric guitar, you could have a fingering or you have, could have a piece, a sheet of music that they can download uh, or that they can listen to and download, you know, or you can have a, or you can write a, a report, let's say um, 10 different ways of playing. And then there is a certain song, you know, and you can just go to YouTube and pull down and in, insert those, those, those videos of how to play that particular song. So there are a lot of different things you can do. It can be quite short. The shorter, the better. It doesn't have to be a whole ebook, you know. Short is good. Or the one thing, just write about the one thing that is the most important thing when you learn this instrument or whatever it is. So uh, this this is something that you should consider early on so that you have something that when they subscribe, they can have something in return. Because then you, all the visitors you get, actually, or many of them will stay and come back again. Because if you don't grab them, they won't come back. You know, this is really something quite different nowadays than it was, let's say, three years ago on the net, because people have a much shorter attention span and they don't have to come to a blog five times and then subscribe. They either subscribe straight away or they're gone, baby. Mm hmm yeah, that's true. And, and also having, having an email list gives you access to all the people that are really interested in what you do and can also help you in promoting webinars. That is the topic we're going to talk about later on. And again, for same as with the web host and domain names, there are a lot of great services, but the one I recommend is Aweber because it's the one I use and I can say nothing but great things about Aweber. And if you want to try it out, you can sign up for just I think it's just one dollar so not even a cup of coffee at thejetspotlight.com slash get a Weber and again you will find the links like always all the things Mary and I are gonna talk about you find the, all the links to the resources in the show notes so you don't have to worry about about taking notes and that's an excellent point you rose about preparing the website for the visitors so that they can spend time they can navigate they can find more interesting content and they can subscribe to your newsletter which is a great way to engage with them and it's also something that you can leverage when you're looking for gigs we talked about this on episode 29 with Dave Cusack where he talked about how you can strategically use your email list to get gigs. So if you are playing in New York City, you can say, hey, I have uh, 200 people in a 20 miles radius, so I could email them about my upcoming gig here in New York City and I can help you get people through the door. So think about it. If you don't have an email list yet, start one because it can do great things for you. Awesome, oh, Mary, you gave out some great tips about how to prepare the website, the importance of having a very good tagline, email list. You gave some good ideas of what kind of lead bait we can have. You mentioned, for example, maybe the most obvious thing for musicians, which is a free track or music sheet or a mini course, videos. I love it. Okay, and so what about the, the promotion? When the blog post is ready, what, what do you think are are like comes next the next thing is to spread it widely and there are a few ways of doing that the first thing is that you need to get to all the contacts that you have so those on your email list but also those on your private emails people you know mm -hmm. who have other websites for example other musicians who say hey i've written this uh, can you can you have a look at it and promote it for me on social media? Because it's really important that you ask people to promote it. Some people are just too shy to do that, but it, it's really important when you've written something good, write to everyone you know, not only tell them to go there, but to go there and promote it. Yeah, and actually, sorry, Mary, uh, let me interrupt you here because there is something that we forgot 
to talk about, which is make it easy for people to share your blog post. It's, I think it's something that we could quickly spend a couple of words on because it's very relevant that, you know, sometimes I, I experience this myself. I go to some great blogs and I just want to share the blog post, but it's so difficult because, for example, it's a very, very long blog post and the buttons are at the very end or there isn't any button and I have to do everything kind of manually. You know, there are some plugins, for example, you can use free plugins if you're using WordPress like Flare, where you can put Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus buttons next to the post at the top or at the bottom where people can just with a couple of clicks, they can share it on, on their Twitter or Facebook. Or if you're using Twitter, I, I'll definitely recommend checking clicktotweet.com where basically you can uh, generate a tweet with the link to your post. Let's say, for example, hey, I just read this great post about a blogging promotion from Mary Yatch. Check it out and you can put the link. So then you insert that in, in your post. And what happens is that I, as user, I just click there and the tweet is already written for me. So I just have to press tweet and it kind of make it easier to promote my blog post. So Mary, sorry if I, if I interrupted you, but I thought we should, we should talk about make it easier for people to share your content. Yes. And this really fits in so well with what I said before about usability. Mm -hmm. Everything that you do on your blog has to be easy for your readers. Exactly. You've exactly picked up that, that point for sharing on social media, which I think is so important that you raise that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So go ahead. You were saying we should get in touch with the people on our email list, but also on our private emails. So friends, family, colleagues. Yes. And of course, one thing that's really good to do right from the start is to have your own Facebook group. I mean, most likely you'll have your own Facebook, your private Facebook page, but a group is, is one you know, that is specifically, let's say, for a blog site or for for some kind of business. And I would do that straight away. I would create that straight away because uh, that is a tool that will also help you promote things as you go along. So you need to yourself to promote your your new post or whatever it is to Twitter and to Facebook and not just only once with Twitter. You know, you, you can promote it let's say, um, every four hours, yeah, for 24 hours if you want to, you know, because each time you'll actually get different readers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's an excellent point, again, because especially if you have an international fan base or international readership, you want to make sure, for example, like now I'm here in, in Europe, Mary is there in New Zealand. So if I'm if I've written a blog post that I know that would be perfect for Mary, I want to make sure to to share it at a time where I know that Mary is going to be up and not when maybe it's four o'clock in the morning there in, in New Zealand. So it's definitely something you should keep in mind. And in case you're kind of getting afraid that you think this is overwhelming, no worries, because there are tools that you can use to automate your tweet and Facebook posts and Google Plus posts, tools like Hootsuite that you can try at djetspotlet.com slash Hootsuite or Buffer, it's Buffer, it's another great app you can use to, to plan your, your messages on social media throughout the days. And, and again, you will find the links to all the resources we are mentioning and we're going to mention in the show notes. Okay, excellent. So the idea of not really using the, your private Facebook profile, but to have a group. And also if you, if you have a, a Facebook fan page, so where people not actually, uh, send you friend requests, but they can like your page. Those are, are great tips. And again, Mary rose it up. I want to emphasize it once again on Twitter. Just don't share your post or whatever you want to say one time. Make sure to schedule it a couple of times throughout the day and also at night for readers in other time zones. I think it's definitely a good point. Is there something you want to add, Mary, on this? Yes, I do something really simple and that is that it's really important to connect with people online i know when i first started online i felt so alone i had no idea how to connect with anyone but actually it's not that difficult because with social media or commenting on blogs and so on you get to know people now for example let's let's make this really clear 
now Jan and I now have a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. because I'm, you know, we are doing this thing together. Now, it would be a natural thing for Jan to to email me to say, hey, look, I've just got this this uh, particular thing that I, I want you to promote. Now the tweet is fantastic thing. And I think your, your readers would like it. You know, so, so you need to utilize your, your contacts. And I, I would do the same with Jan, you know, if there's something that I think that somehow intersects with what we both are doing, you know, I could flick him an email and say, hey, Jan, no pressure, but if you like this, please do uh, just, just uh, tweet it out for me. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's all you know. If you are with the right mindset, that you're all for collaboration, great things are gonna happen through you. If you are there f- uh, for helping others, and this is a great point, Mary, that you that you are talking about. And for me, I've done this, for example, with many of my past guests, where, for example, I constantly share their content, their posts, their uh, I don't know latest release. If he was an artist, so it's definitely a great point that yeah, in the beginning it can feel you know like that you're the only person out there that no one is is interested in what you're doing. But little by little, with time, you're gonna build relationships, and if you're all for collaboration, you're gonna get great results, and you're gonna have people there, online friends that can help you promote your post or your products or your upcoming webinar, whatever it is that you need help with. Mm, very good. Yeah. Okay. So we, we kind of, you, Mary, you gave out some, some great tips about what to think about before writing a blog post. So the usability, you gave out some tips also on how to, to have a blog post. And I use the verb have because you said that even if you're not good at, at writing, you can still have a great blog with videos or infographic of images. You gave out some tips on how to promote it once we hit the, the publish button and how to connect with others online. And speaking of networking, if you guys are looking for more tips on how to network with people online, you should definitely check out episode 44 with Courtney Harding, where she talked about how to connect with influencers, even if you have zero contacts. It was a fun episode, so you should definitely check it out at vjetspotlight.com slash episode 44. Okay, Mary, let's start to talk about webinars because, you know, I can't wait for you to drop even more value bombs here on the podcast. And on your blog post on Smart Passive Income, you talked about webinars and in particular about the tool hangouts on air obviously we know that there are so many different options for hosting webinars go to webinar uh, webinar jam so many others but why did you want to focus on hangouts on air well it's really been a revolution because before that for example go to webinar which i used to use before is is so horribly expensive you just can't believe it and and they I have to say, you know, they've made life very difficult for me. And so (laughs) (laughs) I I do not really (laughs) like them very much. And also that kind of webinar is now boring. You know, nobody really wants it. Just just somebody talking and some pictures. They want more interactive stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a great point. And and if you have listened before to the podcast, you maybe remember that I mentioned a couple of blog posts that I've wrote for for websites like Hypot and the Do-It-Yourself Musician blog, where I talked about Hangouts on Air. So I talked about different ways you can grow your fan base. And one was using Hangouts on Air, for example, for having live Q&As with your people. And also Lisa Farr of episode 47 for her music show, The Music Spring. She uses Google Hangouts on Air. So you, you can, if you have kind of no idea what Hangouts on Air are you can go to episode 47 and you can find the link to the music spring so you can get an idea of the way she uses it to have a music business show and you 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 talked about you know the first of all the cost of hosting webinar which i think it's a very good point because let's face it who wants to pay you know a lot of money when you can do it for a cheaper price or even for free in the case of of hangouts on air. So can you tell us a little bit, how do you think has, has changed now the way of hosting a, a webinar with, with Hangouts on Air? What are the, the tips you have or what you have to say on this part? 
Well, actually, something occurred to me when we were talking early on, and I want to just follow that thread a little bit, mm -hmm. because there are some nifty things you can do these days with webinars. I want to go right back to the beginning when I was talking about giving some kind of gift to your subscribers in return for the email address. Now, that's a very, very interesting strategy you can use with webinars, especially with, with one a type of webinar called Easy Webinar. That's just a um, webinar system that works with Google Hangouts on Air, Easy Webinar. And what you can do with them is the following. You can create a webinar. You can run it. But then you can also store it. And you can then run it uh, as a, a, a regular event on demand, so to speak, so let's say if people come into your site and they want to subscribe, you can say, uh, come to this free webinar. And it actually looks like a live webinar, but it isn't. But it has all the features of a live webinar. It is indistinguishable, you know. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah, it sounds great. It is awesome. And, and that's a great way to, to actually create a product to give away for people. It's really easy to do. And you can, you can, you know, you can prepare it in advance. You can really come up with something really interesting. I mean, it could just be you talking and you playing your instrument and talking about certain facets of playing or whatever it is as a musician or, you know, um, maybe you're a DJ and you're, you're you you know you you you're showing your i don't know a deep house track or whatever it is you know so, so there are lots of things you can do you can give tips in that webinar specifically for your area of of music expertise doesn't have to be very long but the great thing is that it it is is like a live webinar and actually they can even tick the time that they want to watch it or you can tick something where it says watch yesterday's replay up it comes you know Mm -hmm. It's it's great and and Mary really thank you you're you're providing so much value for the listeners and to my to me as well I'm learning so much from this I, I love it so how how was called again this this second tool you mentioned easy webinar easy webinar okay love it and is it is it a, a premium uh, service or is it a free service no it's not a, it's not a free service it's a, a, compared to everything else it's it's pretty low cost I think it's not quite sure where it is at the moment. It's something like two hundred and ninety-seven lifetime. Okay, yeah. So it's it's a it's a very good investment because it allows you to to play the the replay and and also with webinars with Google Hangouts on Air, you can also uh, uh, embed the video whatever you want. So it can be you can host it on your page so that people can follow through your your website, your your blog post. And also with that, you can actually save the event as a YouTube video and then you can re like play it again as a, as a replay. But Mary, you, you had uh, some, some great tips and I think this is something definitely to keep in mind, not to have a webinar as a kind of one-time thing. So you, you host the webinar, once it's finished, it's finished, but to to leverage that, so to use it as a replay to get more leads, to get more fans, and to to impact more people with with your tips, or, or if you are giving out uh, some some tips or some free ebook or music sheet, whatever it is that you're doing, awesome. And and in terms of kind of best practices, what do you think are the best practices as webinar host? What do you think makes a good webinar from the hosting per point of view? You have to kind of divide that, that time that you have uh, in a webinar very carefully. The first thing that needs to happen is that you open the webinar, you know, that you have some interaction going. You ask people where they're from, ask them to, to write in the comment section because you want to get a kind of interaction going to warm up, to warm up the webinar. Then the next section, which I think is very important, is to tell your story, whatever that is, your personal story that relates to what you're doing. For example, it, it in my case, I I like telling the story how, you know, before I went online, uh, I, I had a terrible financial disaster and I was actually totally broke suddenly. After being quite affluent, I was suddenly dead broke, you know. And so how I how I kind of worked through building a blog, how I kind mm -hmm. of 
really came back financially through earning money through a blog, you know. So that's my kind of story of disaster and recovery from disaster. (laughs) 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 And so I tell the whole story because it's a big, it's quite a good story. So I like telling that, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and don't skimp it. Because whatever you're doing, that is going to be a reason why you're doing it. I mean, I don't know what your background is, but let's say as a musician, you know, you you can tell the story of how you started playing and how maybe, you know, people said you couldn't do it, you weren't talented or something, but you persevered and then this happened and that happened. And, you know, you tell the story, your personal story of why you're doing this, why you're passionate about what you're going to tell them. So that's really important so that they, the listeners have some kind of connection with you. And then the next section is your teaching session. Then, But that should also be foreshadowed right from the start. You say, okay, so I'm going to give a short inv- uh, introduction, tell you a little bit about how I came to be so passionate about whatever you're, you're going to talk about. And then I'm going to tell you about five things that make playing a electric a, guitar yes <laughs> whatever it is i just bought one recently that's why okay <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> and and then so that is then the the meat is your your structured teaching so to speak that you're going to give about this particular thing and it's good to have it in terms of bullet points so when you prepare a webinar it's good to do it in bulleted points you know like you have a b c so a is your introduction b is the big teaching part and c is the end part and in in the middle part b it's good to have bullets you know one two three four five and so on and uh, it, it it's really useful to learn to to do that also with say PowerPoint or something like that so that people can listen to you, but they can also see something on screen or they can see an image on screen of what you're talking about. And th- But those are, are skills, you know, that are not difficult to learn. You can just kind of slowly move into those skills. I mean, you could do the first one just with you talking and you playing an instrument. That would be fine. And as time goes on, you, you can then slowly develop some other skills like creating slides, showing slides in between and so on. Yeah. And then the last section is either a wrap-up or it's where you want to, if you want to sell something, that's when you talk about that. Because then, let's say, if you talked about a problem that that you're showing how to overcome, then you can say, of course, if you really want to make it easy, overcome that problem really easily, then, you know, this, what I'm doing here, you can buy it for a certain amount and that, that'll make it really easy. And after that, it's good to have some kind of discussion, question and answer. But if you're doing a replay one, then there are ways of then also still having a discussion, but you could also then just leave that out. That's that's you. So mm-hmm. there, there are many ways to do it, but I think it's good to have that kind of structure in mind as you're planning your webinar. You know, there's three parts, A, B, C, and then the middle part was with bullets and the first part, short introduction, and then your story. Love it. So intro, welcome the, the visitors, thanking them for being with you, telling more about you, you, so who you are, your personal story and things that you think can kind of make people go like, oh, wow, this person is so interesting. I can't wait to hear what he or she has to say and then kind of give a table of content, so to say, the, extra, the structure of the webinar. So what's going to be about and break it down in bullet points and then they wrap up where is the Q&A or if you're planning to sell a product, let's say a course for uh, learning how to play electric guitar <laughs> to yeah. stay with the, with the example, you can do it there. And a, a tip I would, I would like to give you guys, if you're planning of, of hosting a webinar is interact with people. Cause to me has happened to, uh, to attend webinars where it was kind of a, of a one way communication. So there was the host speaking for an hour and at the end there was the the product launch and that was it and there wasn't really interaction so think about a couple of of questions that you could ask during the webinar where you ask people okay so let's let's make me let's uh, let, let me ask you this who among you or for let's say for example with the example of electric guitar the questions could very well be like okay who has been playing electric guitar uh, 
for plus plus than five years just just write in the chat box or who who has who is a newbie who has just started so you know this kind of interaction where people feel engaged and and also make sure to mention people's names so for example in the beginning you can ask okay where let me know where are you guys from and mention a couple of people from you know from around the world and also when you ask questions and you get answer make sure to to mention a few people because it's it gives them a great feeling and also increases the engagement which means that if they are engaged they're not gonna you know listen to you while they are writing something on facebook and then they check their twitter but they're gonna stay focused on on what you are saying and what you are teaching and in terms of of the layout of of the webinar uh, webinar page what do you think, Mary, are, are the elements? So obviously there is the window where people can see you and your slides and then there can be a chat box. What else? If you if you take, let's say, a system like Easy Webinar or Webinar Jam, they, they both have or they each have their own structured pages, so to speak. Actually, with Easy Webinar, what I really like there is that you can have a pop-up that, that brings up the, the thing you want to sell, you know, so at a certain point, you can bring that up. Mm-hmm. So that you need to kind of work w- with these systems. You know, these are the two I use is Easy Webinar and Webinar Jam. But the, but these days, um, I used to be working a lot w- with Webinar Jam, but I'm just kind of slowly easing back again to Easy Webinar because I, I like that fact that you can just produce it once and then use it over and over. I think that's just great. And there's one thing I want to say which is very important, and that is, Keep it short. I really hate those long webinars. They go on and on forever. I don't know why people do them because nobody has time to listen to it. I think aim at 30 minutes, that's it. That's a great tip. To me, actually, happened not so long ago to attend a webinar where it was supposed to be one hour and it ended up being two hours. And what was annoying for me as a, as an attendee, it was that, yeah, first it was the interesting part. I learned a lot, but then I was waiting for the sale because I was thinking, okay, I'm curious to see what discount the product is going to have so that if I can purchase it now or I can wait until next week. But before there was that, I had to wait for maybe 45 minutes of the host just, you know, raving about stuff that weren't really related with what I was interested in too. So what ended up, I was like, yeah, I stayed until the end, but I was so annoyed afterwards that I thought like, yeah, so Mary, you, your point is, you know, it's perfectly timed here. So try to, to be straight to the point and, and keep it short and sweet. It's better than just going on and on and on, like just, just because you want to, you know, you, maybe you think that the longer people are with you, the more engaged they are going to be, but it doesn't work like that. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. And, and in terms of, of uh, some great selling tools. You mentioned some in your in the guest post on Smart Passive Income. Would you like to tell the listeners more about a couple of these? Um, selling tools in terms of the webinars? Yeah. That is really, again, individual, depending on which system you use. But both Easy Webinar and Webinar Jam, those are the two ones I really suggest using. And they're more or less the same kind of price. They both have excellent selling tools where you can actually then bring up whatever it is you want to sell. sell. You can talk about it and then snap, up comes a little box and it shows exactly how uh, how much it costs. And Easy Webinar has something really interesting there and they do like a kind of scarcity countdowns. For example, you can say, now um, I've got 10, I'm going to give away 10 free widget, whatever it is you want to give away, you know, 10 free something or other. <laughs> and uh, then you have a count over, the, you can say over the next five minutes, I'm going to give it away 10 of these. And then there's a kind of countdown where during these five minutes, you can see actually the count going down to zero. And that's just really great because people are so excited then they want to get whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also, I, I've seen this also when people are actually uh, selling a product. So they sell a, a discount of the product on the webinar. So they say the usual price is, I don't know, 200 bucks. But here on the webinar, you get it for $50 for the next 10 minutes. So there is this countdown and you see people that, you know, kind of run get their credit cards and <laughs> and and purchase the product i think it's a, it's a great tip and and in terms of we've talked about 
the hosting part, uh, kind of tools for, for selling, the best practices. And what about the registration page? Do you, do you recommend using lead pages or I, I mean, I use lead pages quite a lot and I've, I see that nowadays in, in, especially in the online marketing world, I think that pretty much everyone uses lead pages for, for the webinar registration page. Do you use lead pages or is there something else you, you use and you would recommend? Well, I did use lead pages, but I've just been reading some research that lead pages is often uh, not carried through from Facebook. So if you have a Facebook ad, for example, or something like that, and it goes to a lead page, often that that uh, that advert is struck out by Facebook. So okay. that's a, a bit of a tricky thing, you know. Mm-hmm. There are some other things uh, that are cheaper. I mean, lead pages is quite expensive. I think it's lovely, but it's very expensive and easy webinar both easy webinar and webinar jam have their own their own pages that you can use you know okay. you don't have to spend extra for that and you can just connect connect these pages to whatever email provider like aweber for example which is excellent which you already mentioned you can connect to them or you can use something like Optimize Press, which is also a little bit like lead pages. But actually, you can also just simply go with whatever Easy Webinar and Webinar Jam have as uh, as their registration pages. It doesn't actually make that much of a difference, I think. Okay, that's that's great tip. I didn't know about lead pages for Facebook. For me, uh, one of the reasons why I purchased lead pages is because it allowed me to turn my 404 page, so the page where someone uh, types in the wrong uh, you know, someone is looking for a post on my website and cannot find it and ends up in the 404 pages. I actually managed to turn that into a lead magnet page. So where people will say, will see the sorry, the page you were looking for cannot be found, something like that. And then there is still, people can still subscribe to, to the email list. So lead pages, like, like you said, yeah, it's an investment. It's like, it's not one of maybe the cheapest <laughs> products yeah. out there, but I've been really satisfied. But thanks for mentioning about the Facebook thing. I have, I have to read about that. Mm-hmm. And, and when it comes to, to webinars, do you have one final tip that you would like to give the listeners who have maybe not been thinking about hosting their own webinars? Yes, actually, if you go to that Pat Flynn article, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you can give that that link to it, please, because that is something- yeah, definitely, it will be in the show notes. Okay, because uh, at the bottom here, I have got, I've got, or I can give you, I can send you the link. There is, I put together a report on how to troubleshoot webinars, and there are some very important things in there. Yeah, definitely, we could put it if you if you if you like, I can put both the post and that report in the show notes so that people can find both resources there. Okay, let's do that like that because there's, there are some really crucial things and a really simple thing is don't do it over Wi-Fi. You must have, a, you must have a, a, you know, a direct internet connection for that, just, just you know, an internet cable to, to connect your laptop or whatever it is with your modem. Do not do it over Wi-Fi because Wi-Fi fluctuates and it can throw you out of the webinar. I've seen that happen. You know, where some where a presenter was thrown out of the webinar, everyone else was still in, they couldn't get back in. <laughs> <laughs> and they ran around, you know. They they appeared then as a, as an attendant to say, sorry, sorry, I can't get back in. <laughs> okay, so I'll send you that link and you can send people there. And these these tips that I have are really absolutely crucial to know about. I put into those tips everything that's happened to me. Okay, I can't, can't wait to, to share it with the listeners. And and we are approaching the end of the year and 2015 is almost here. Do you have something coming up that you would like to, to mention to the listeners? Or Yes, I do actually have something coming up. Uh, I actually wasn't going to talk about it yet, but uh, because I like you so much and this has been such fun, I want to mention it. And that is great. <laughs> that uh, I've got a special coming up where people can actually get our fantastic Elish Blogging Masterclass, which has, you know, seven different courses in it. It's just a very high-quality course, but they can actually get it for a trial month for $1. Wow, on, on Elish Blogging? Yes, but I'll send you the link. Okay, that's great. So, guys, hey, we got an exclusive. You can get exclusive 
blogging tips for starting the blog or if you already have a blog to take it to the next level and make sure to follow Mary Yatch at Alice Blogging and all the other places she had mentioned. Again, you find everything in the show notes. And if people want to connect with you online, what is the easiest way to find you and get in touch with you? The easiest way is just to go to any contact page of one of my blogs and it'll come directly to me. Okay, that sounds sweet, short and fun. Mary Yach, thank you so much for being here on the podcast and providing us with so much value about blogging and webinars. Well, I think what you're doing here, Jan, is just fantastic. I loved it. I love the way you talk with your audience. I love the way you give them so many tips and real in-depth information. That's fantastic. So I enjoyed myself very much. Wow. Thank you so much for the compliment. You know, I like what I'm doing and definitely it helps to have great guests like you that have a good time, but also provide the listeners with so many great tips and actionable tips and also tools. So thank you again, Mary. It's a pleasure. All right, everybody, we are back. First thing first, Mary, again, thank you so very much for being here on the podcast, telling us more about Alice blogging, all your great projects, and for giving out tips on how to grow a fan base with the blog and webinars. Thank you very much. And I wish you happy holidays since Christmas and New Year's Eve are approaching. Happy holidays to you and all your loved ones. Okay, I want to wrap up this episode with a sneak peek of what's coming up on Thursday. Thursday is going to be another great episode and that's an episode that you really don't want to miss out, especially if you're an artist who is planning upcoming tour because we're going to talk about a kind of non-mainstream way of performing and growing a fan base and make money. We're going to talk about house concerts and man, are we going to have a great guest here. My guest on Thursday is going to be Shannon Curtis, who I can just tell you that with a two-month house concert series, she earned more than $20,000. And she's going to tell us more about her story on Thursday, but she's also going to give out some great tips, some practical tips. So if you're planning a tour next year, in the upcoming months, in the upcoming weeks even, and you simply want to learn more about house concerts, you're going to love Thursday's episode. I'm Yanni Lunga and you've listened to the Jet Spotlight podcast. Thank you again for listening and for being with me. Have a great day.